to the Empire Hockey Podcast. It's me, the Commission Perry, and for the Bill, we are in the heat, Bill, of the postseason. We got semifinal matchups coming up this week. A lot of excitement. Still one, you know, defending champion still in the mix, kind of flying under the radar. That's uh, Bruce and the Anaheim Ducks. But if he doesn't win it, we're going to have a brand new champion, and that's cool to see in our uh, third season of play here. Yeah, it was not a good weekend to be a division winner. No, bad. Yeah, very bad strategy to win your division this year. It seems like it's always been that way. I think actually Bruce might have won it last year. He did, I think he did. Or no, he didn't because I was playing him in the first round, I think. Well, I believe the thing that Buffalo Ryan pointed out is that it's especially a bad strategy apparently to have the most points and best record in the league. Right, that's a, almost a death wish because going down this week was Chicago – uh, you know, very you know, sad and happy for some, right? Like you want to see the guys that put all the hard work in to make all the deals, and but it just proves, right, that uh, nothing is uh, certain. Yes, I, I mean, it's it stinks this year to an extent. I'm not saying at all that there should be asterisks or anything, but the COVID did hurt a little bit. Certainly. Oh yeah, for sure. No, and uh, but I mean it. Theoretically, it hurts everyone the same. Like, you don't know who's going to get it and, and who's going to be out in, for it. So, in yeah. some compatibility, yes. Right. So, we had the matchups. We had the Fly Guys fly into 135 points uh, over the Blackhawks, 126. They move on. They'll face the matchup, uh, the winner of this matchup that was Detroit taking out Montreal, 142 to 124. Uh, so, Detroit Philly is our one matchup that's in Detroit. Uh, mind you and then we have on the other side of the bracket of course we recede but uh, the Ducks in a grudge match with Pittsburgh 140 to 102 and then we had Vancouver and the Furta boys 133 over Declan's Jets who won the division as well 108 you know and so we are now officially out of division champions classic hockey matchup there Philly Detroit and then you have a West Coast matchup too it's East Coast West Coast uh, it's not designed that way, but it's fun that it worked out that way. And uh, excited to see how this goes down here in, in round three, this is semifinals. Glad that Joe Lewis Arena is getting to host a meaningful game. Good point. They're bringing back the Joe, even though it was yeah. kind of resurrecting the Joe. I, I've been there, Bill. It's a nice ballpark uh, for ice ice puck. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was a little, a little tight, but uh, I met John Van Biesburg downstairs. So Nice. Florida was he uh, I guess he was he done playing at that point then yeah he was a color analyst for uh, for the Detroit Red Wings they they needed a new a new rink though because the the their under the undercarriage of the rink was not in good shape (laughs) I I can imagine sure uh we got players of the week Bill why not let's do it let's start with the forwards of the week and we had three of them as always and these guys keep popping up uh, although it might have been a while, Mike Zabanajad was the third forward of the week, 25.75 points, 6.44 per game, two goals, five assists. Our second forward of the week, back is Mark Stone, just a week late for Quebec, and his 28.5 points for Stone really yeah. did, did nothing for, for, uh, for Joe because he's out of the postseason. And then Artemi Panarin and his $13 million salary put up 33.75 for Philly, it helped him on uh, to this round. Really, Panarin, if you take him out of the lineup, they lose in the lineup. 
Panarin the difference? Yeah, it was a good week to own Rangers again. That's for sure. Right. Because um, uh, uh, Detroit, I know, benefited from Butchnevich, um, you know, being on his team as well. I think he got him like 24 points. So it's, yeah, it's, it is funny though how like <laughs> if you have the right team, sometimes it can, you know, factor into some things. It's tough to work off schedule in what, like the beginning of the season, whenever we started. Usually it's October, but this year it was, I don't even know when we started the season. Was it January? Yes. <laughs> yes. I remember it was around New Year's. I yeah, the shortened season. I don't even remember what's going on anymore. We have a shortened season for us. We played three games a week during the regular year to try and catch up games-wise. That brought us to this point. Uh, we're in the semis. Uh, top defenseman of the week, and one of them is on Bill's team. John Carlson, 18 and a half points. Was not enough to get Bill through in the uh, Toffs uh, tournament. Is Bill as were my, you know, useless North Stars eliminated from all competition this week. Adam Fox, your number two defenseman of the week. He is red hot. He's probably your colder winner, Bill. Oh, even though he doesn't think. Because yeah. he's he kind of came hot at the right time. And this happens a lot. So even in baseball, you can make an analogy, right? If you're hot at the end of the year, even if you didn't play all season uh, like this, that kind of carries a lot of weight as opposed to Kaprizov who's been, you know, solid all year, maybe falling off just a bit. But it looks like it's Adams Fox's award to lose at this point, the way he's been playing. Especially if, I don't know, I mean, I don't think the Rangers are going to get in. It's probably too hard to get in, but they're at least trying to get in. Like, they've been playing especially well lately. So, uh, yeah, and you're right, recency bias, I think, is definitely something that can be factored into voting. I mean, I obviously, as a semi-wild fan I would like to see Kaprizov win it they're going to be in the postseason as opposed to Fox who's most likely not right you're more than a semi-wild fan I'm a North Stars fan Bill fair enough (laughs) Ryan Lindgren who is that he is the top defenseman of the week a goal and two assists he was a plus eight with 11 hits he played 20 and a half minutes per game uh slow week he did have 19 points that's pretty good Oh, 19 fantasy points off of three real life points. So that means what? Seven points out of intangibles with the hits. Two, against, that probably... two team shutouts too. He and Fox. Oh, that's a point go. each. Well, two total each. So yeah, playing good defense will help you out in the league. That's what we found out here, uh, Bill. And then we have another surprise in our top three goalies of the week. Uh, you could say three surprises. One of them is Dustin Tokarski, who's not on a team. The free agent Buffalo Sabre had 25.25 points per game. Maybe pick him up somebody. I don't know. Igor Shashurskin, he's our number two goalie, plays for St. Louis. I think they did. They are still alive, St. Louis, in the Tops tournament. 32 and a half, thanks to him, the rookie goaltender for the Rangers. And then Anthony Stolarts, who plays for Vancouver, who's still alive. Helped out 34.75 from between the pipes. That's 17 and a half points per game in two games. He was 2-0. and Gave him one goal, 73 saves. Obviously a shutout in there. Anthony Stolarts, the top goal of the week. And honorable mention to Jeremy Swayman, new Boston netminder. He's a rookie. Played at Maine College Hockey. 21 and a half points over two games. He went 2-0. and I tried to pry him away from Pittsburgh uh, at the trade deadline not having it there unfortunately and look at look where he is now i'm still without a real goalie 
and Pittsburgh's you know division champion and has a rookie uh, stud on a uh, fresh contract there. Well, what's crazy about that too, if you remember, is I believe that there was an attempt to make sure that uh, you know we debated Pittsburgh's goaltending situation heading into the fantasy matchup last week. Um, right. And uh, I guess he did get the message to play Swain, that, you know, maybe play Swayman this week, which is crazy though, because unfortunately for Pittsburgh, he still lost by 38 points, and that's with the 21 and a half points from Swayman. So. Yeah, playing him over Frederick Anderson. Yeah, it was a, it was. I don't want to say a no doubter, but the way that Anderson ended up hurt, right? Also yes. has Huso and Jonas Johansson. But um, yeah, his goalies hadn't really performed all year. And so now he has one for the future, which is cool uh, in a fun fantasy hockey uh, nerd out way that I feel about it. You, you, you draft a guy like Swayman, right? Uh, in the minors draft and hoping that he one day makes it to the pros. Now you got a $925 dollar. Uh, goalie for, of the future, theoretically for a very good team in Boston, you know, traditionally. Well, I mean, maybe I only got half of that right. Cause if you recall, I made a big deal last week about how I, that's exactly what I did this season was I drafted Vanacek in my minors. <laughs> right. And, uh, he was like one of the top goalies of the year, really for a long time. I played him this week and he was a negative nine on my team for my first week playing him. So that was, it was pretty awesome. Rookie goalie problems, Bill. Sometimes they, they show up and they're not as advertised, uh, but kind of a weird, you know, yours is more of a fantasy issue than it is a, a, a Vanacek issue. Oh, by, uh, by far, yes. It's terrible. By the Swayman, Swayman's only played in five total games. He just came up recently after playing very well for the Providence Bruins in the AHL. Uh, so fun to see that. Those are your top uh, scores there. Uh, top teams of the week. It's kind of hard to do because we had two different uh, playoffs going on. Um, uh, but well, one, uh, of the, one of the things I thought was telling for, I think it's Bruce, right? That is the Anaheim Ducks yeah. is, is he had 38 points from three defensemen, uh, which was key in his matchup. Cause uh, I did remember watching the real life Washington Capitals game on Sunday and Connor Clifton drew two uh, four minute penalties. Uh, one, I think there were both high sticks. Um mm-hmm or another so i was like i'm sure someone is benefiting from these random connor clifton double minors and sure enough yeah um uh like he had 10 and three quarter points out of one assist connor clifton who had eight pim seven hits and four blocks so i thought that was amusing but you know, uh i think tomas shabbat got him 14 and a half points so as that's as again it's part of the fun though like you said where like you know to uh Tukarski gets points and or um uh Stol- sorry not Tokarski so Stolars Stolars yeah a, a crazy week and then like you know you're in a fantasy matchup and you're facing Tomas Shabbat and Tomas Shabbat gets 14 and a half against you and uh Maxime Comtois gets 16 and a half against you so you know you never quite know where the week goes those uh yeah those second and third level scoring players are kind of what, what carry you right because you expect you know a certain amount out of your stars and if you don't get that you're in big trouble but you expect the certain scoring from the stars in this case. And then you, any secondary or tertiary uh, type additions, that's what carries you on. Uh, top teams going into this round, uh, cumulative points for the, for the, for the yoffs. Uh, from one down to, to four, you have Vancouver, 324 total points in the offs. Philadelphia at 311. Detroit at 307. That's your matchup there. And then the Ducks are kind of motoring along, 285. Uh, balanced team. Uh, Bruce has a young team. 
maybe a year ahead. Obviously, they, they were they were you know credited with last year's championship because they were the top team during the regular year, and we had no way of finishing uh, that tournament. So they just won uh, you know the the Kupal Cup without playing a game right in the in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So we have those playoff. Go ahead, Bill. And in his matchup too is going to be big too because Vancouver updated their logo. So when when you got a team updating their logo like Canucks did, um, okay. That's going to be a big factor. That's big. I didn't even know. That's really good. That's a really good call by you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's 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 take a moment, Bill, and talk about the the uh, the Toffs, which has been sorted out from its fourteen teams down to eight. This is a shot at the uh, the number one pick, best odds at the number one selection in the rookie draft. You have some intriguing matchups here. The Sharks have been super hot uh, so far. Uh, in the Toffs, they're the number one team, number one seed, if you will, taking on the eight seed Toronto, which has scary players on it, right? Just can't really put it all together. Uh, what do you think of that top matchup there? Um, it's going to be intriguing. I remember I was uh, in the fake matchups last week. I kept, I was one of my fake matchups was Toronto. So I kept oh. monitoring how that was going. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, it's, Sharks, though, like you said, was just motoring through, um, you know, with stuff like, I don't know, it should be interesting to say the least. Then you have uh, your second, uh, your two seed, the St. Louis Blues, who are, you know, ironically a Rangers fan taking on the New York Rangers, uh, who was Webb, who threw a little chirp at his buddy there in the chat we saw on Slack uh, when Chicago was knocked off. Um, that's an interesting one too. These teams are playing. You want to get one of those top picks, plenty of top, you know, draft picks on some of these teams. Obviously Toronto had the number one pick, got Lafreniere last year, trying to get it again. Uh, but what do you think about St. Louis against uh, a lot of blue going on there? Rangers. Well, uh, blue. See, yeah, that is true. St. Louis is coming off a 167 point week. So, um, I mean, if you're coming into toss at the right time, that certainly helps. You had the 32 from Shesterkin, um, you know, he, he had a ton of points from defense too. Pionk and Truba and Klingberg were getting him points. Pacioretty got him like 24 points. But like in terms of balance, uh, St. Louis got a lot of balance production last week. But, um, you know, he, it, it, sometimes like we've said, it's sometimes if you've got a team that's, you know, having some players go well at the right time, maybe that's part of the benefit. And certainly heading into this week, Blues certainly has that. Absolutely a fun one there. Then you have two new owners going head-to-head here, Ottawa Senators and Cam against Bobby and the California Golden Seals. These are two teams that could use uh, a high pick, obviously. Everyone could. But these are two teams that had you know a bit of a struggle this year, Ottawa more so – or excuse me, California more so than Ottawa, but a chance to kind of boost your, your positioning in the draft. Even if you don't get the one pick, Bill, you can kind of move your way up the uh, – the, uh, the draft board here and, and find yourself in the, you know, in the top, you're already in top eight theoretically here. Yeah. And you, you know, hard to not root for some of those teams for sure. I will say that I thought it was very intriguing that Ottawa got 111 points last week, starting three guys who were injured. Um, and I think he had three or four other guys who had like one point or negative points. Um, so wow. <laughs> you have like eight guys, you know, combined for like a point. Yeah, not great. Uh, 
Yeah, it's not great, but no, you still get 111 because he had like 20 out of Benino, Backstrom's on his team, uh, Sam Reinhart, you know, the inspired Buffalo Sabres, you know, so mm-hmm. um, you never quite know. Um, it, it is, I think, I do think it's cool to see, you know, the Golden Seals I know had some struggles throughout the year, so, yeah. you know, to be able to make it into Toffs and, uh, you know, you, let's see, get some puck luck and see what happens. Yeah, the uh, the seals went nine and twenty four during the regular year. Uh, not to be outdone on that end of things, Boston kind of sold late in the season, and they're still in it. They were they'll take on Tampa Bay. This is kind of the middle of the pack as far as Toffs is concerned. Uh, Tampa maybe a little disappointed they didn't make the offs, but they're still in it here for this top pick. Uh, Sherry has to be excited about what he has in store here. They can make a run. Any I see any of these teams obviously making a run here at the, the at the top percentage spot sharks have been scoring the most points of course but uh you know 300 points for them 300 for blues those are the only teams over 300 points in the in the top so far the next yeah we've talked about hot run. we've talked about hot cold and tampa is i think the epitome of hot cold because tampa had 65 points last week when i mean we've mentioned before that like they've you know put up 140 or 150 yeah. like ease at times so it's all comes down to how it plays out that's for sure a little bit embarrassing for the 18 and 15 North Stars to not be included in this group. Uh, despite my best efforts, could not field a team that could get into the top eight. Uh, not happy about that. The Whalers on just on the outside looking in only four, less than four points out of the top eight. Tough for Joe. Uh, and another expansion team, Portland. Uh, you know, they were the closest. They were within uh, eight eight points of making it into the top eight. So I feel bad yeah. a lot for Nick who, you know, gave it his all there at the end of that, that's a uh, portion there. Uh, Phoenix, the bottom team in the toss one thirty nine to five in two weeks is not going to get it done, but we'll, he has a lot of picks. He's kind of built up. So we'll see. He's able to dig up in the deep uh, bowels of the rookie draft when he has a decent amount of selections there next year and a, basically a clean slate to work from kind of the bill bill morgul approach there yeah well i i uh i i can relate to it a little bit certainly so uh we just have to have this hope they pan out all right so that's the toffs and the yoffs they've all uh been spoken for uh what's your matchup of the week bill we have uh just four to choose from in the in the we'll talk we'll you know we'll focus on the on the yoffs here i was gonna say do we pick a yoffs matchup or a toffs matchup um I don't know. I mean, the, I think that they're really fun matchups for the playoffs. I, uh, I, I can't help but think, though, that Canucks-Ducks um, mm-hmm. sucks. It's a good matchup. Um, you know, Ducks, you know, like you said, it's been solid. I, I think somebody pointed it out in the Slack, I don't remember, but Canucks is on a roll right now. Oh, yeah. They're, they're coming in with a ton of momentum, and that should be, I think, a very fun uh, matchup to see uh i will say though too that like detroit is kind of in the same way in that they closed the regular season really really well um yeah really coming on strong made that couple of acquisitions at the uh the deadline, the deadline yeah yeah um and really pretty balanced himself so uh i mean i will say in that matchup you've got soros varlamov and goal which is a you know you got two good goalies in addition to everything else going on there um 
Uh, I'm trying to remember who the uh, Canucks Ducks. It's always oh, uh, Lank Daddy, Lank and in and uh, Robin Leonard. Yeah. So. Yeah. Any uh, any moves? Vancouver's running some guys out there on the blue line that you know either have come on as of late or you know a lot of not not a lot of household names in that blue line other than maybe Joel Edmondson. Uh, Mike Riley's just recently getting time with Boston. Definitely never heard of Joel Hanley in my life. I know Jelly may yell at me, I think, because he's a star, but like um I don't know who I don't know who Igor uh, Sharagovich is either for the Devils, but maybe that's just a me problem. Well, he's a contender for the longest name on the back of a jersey in the league. That's true. Luke Shen, uh someone said the wrong Shen, Sammy Votnin. Uh so yeah, that's uh, he's definitely forward heavy. One of my favorites, Kevin Fiala, of course, dry sidled uh and March or so. Yeah, uh, good, good His centers are yeah, team. great center play. You need good center play. That's tr- that's true at any level of hockey. So, yeah, b- both are great matchups. Bills taking uh, Vancouver, Anaheim as his top matchup. I am I am taking Detroit and Philly as my matchup of the week, so that everyone, uh, no one gets left out there. Beautiful. A uh, lot of excitement, Bill. We got a lot of stuff going on. Fun to watch. I know you and I will be watching these matchups all the way down to the wire. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Just, uh, just hope that we don't have any more breakouts like, uh, yeah. Colorado did over the weekend. Let's hope that, uh, you know, that can hopefully stay astray. And, uh, that way too, uh, the EHA is, comes down to the, you know, it's all, it's best all set on the ice, I guess is the best way to say it. Absolutely. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. We're talking championships then. Uh, so long everybody. Good luck.